1: yeah
2: uh. do you think when chris says that a lot of uh, Sedano and cap fans that he means like like you do like when you say there's like thousands or millions or whatever is like two people
1: no I think that in this particular instance George I think he's talking about literally millions and millions no, no, definitely of not. Sedano and Cap fans. Yeah, definitely not. You don't case. think it's millions? No. Definitely Do you think not it's hundreds of thousands?
2: No, not even that either. Thousands? Maybe. Oh, but right. da- but doubtful is what I would say.
1: Oh, man, that's a shame. I
2: mean, not at that one particular event. I'm sure there are thousands of fans. Yes, I would I would generally agree with that sentiment.
1: I disagree. But I'm just
2: curious as if he's pulling a Cap in that situation. No, no
1: I disagree with you, George. He's a Cap
2: it now Capping it there you go
1: i'm I'm pushing back george i don't think there are thousands of sedano and cap fans out there i do not
2: think there are but no i think that there's that i mean you just literally wanted to say there were millions
1: the millions millions
2: yeah maybe hundreds of millions yeah i don't know
1: we may have more fans of this radio show yeah than the viewers of the super bowl there, there could be 113 million fans of this show
2: no absolutely not there 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 might be um you know, 113 fans of this show, but not 113 million or whatever. Probably not
1: as much. All right. Well, I'm just trying to build the drama. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm still working on that Mary J. Blige song. Yeah. You know, about drama. So. No more
2: drama in my life.
1: Right. We got a lot of drama in our lives. We do? Well,
2: I mean. I feel listen, like a lot of it was resolved yourself, today parade. Yeah, seriously.
1: Well, uh, I mean, you know, drama is in, like, look how exciting this is. You know, you got right. the Rams parade today. Put it this yeah. way, George. I can't even believe I'm about to say this, okay? I can't wait for the laker game tonight like i miss the lakers where you guys been let's go pick it up let's go let's play a couple games each week i miss the lakers i'm ready for some lakers basketball tonight
2: yeah well i mean it's a tough one tonight against utah who they beat not too long ago but let's not forget that because of that i feel like utah will be uh out for blood as they say
1: Hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. um so l- let me ask you this though yeah speaking of drama and yeah. Lindsay had it right you know speak for yourself. There was supposedly, enough, I mean, we we're like on day 3,704 on you and your girlfriend having issues. Like, Right. Um, like, did you have the Taco Tuesday dinner or whatever you were going to do or whatever the hell?
1: Well, this is going to just fuel Laura's fire.
2: Oh, boy. Here we go.
1: Because Laura's been the one who's been saying to me, dude, yeah. like, look in the mirror and deal with reality. Uh-huh. She's, yeah. She is trying to break up with you. Yeah. Sorry, man. You know? Thanks. Yeah. And I told you that yesterday afternoon I spent an hour with my girlfriend because I I went onto her Calendly, yes, and I booked time with her. Right, you know, and that was just again more fuel for Laura. She's like, Dude, you don't.
3: The only way she hangs out with you, you apparently, right. you don't book yeah.
1: time with her. That's mm-hmm. if you got to book time on Calendly. That ain't a relationship, right there. That's that's business, you know. And um, last night got off the air, George, seven o'clock. I knew she was at a birthday party with some girlfriends, which was supposed to last till about eight. I mm-hmm. decided to get on my Peloton because, you know, I had to work out with Alex Toussaint. Had to do a Club Bangers ride.
2: Yeah, yeah, of course. You know,
1: come on, Laura. Come on, come on, Club Bangers. I said bangers, come on.
2: Yeah. And... Um, Bow, bow,
4: bow, bow. Yeah, Thank good you. job, Lindsay. Thank you, Lindsay. They played that yeah, a that, lot that, during that, the that parade, was, by that, the that, way, that, and I kept thinking that, that. of you every time they played it. We have
2: that, don't we? Have that somewhere? I mean,
1: we, we do. do. Yeah, I yeah, we, we do, do.
4: But she was, she, Laura's just getting a couple things together. here. Yeah, so. and
1: I also didn't give her any forewarning. Improvising I just to real quick where she was yeah. today, and um, and so you know, jo- George, what happened last night? I got off the uh, the Peloton. Yeah. And she was at a birthday party with girls, and the the night just never, you know, two ships in the night went sailing right by one another apparently so there was oh. no taco tuesday last
2: night. wow yeah i mean she
1: might be breaking up with you oh well i mean again you know here it is you know you got a scheduled time on the calendar Yeah. then you you sort of have loose plans but she's got girlfriends party and then yeah. it never comes together yeah i mean it laura you might be right you might be right unfortunately sadly. i'm sorry no it's okay
3: i kind of wanted to be wrong and i never say that
1: <laughs> but well, let's see how things play out the rest of the week you know remember there's a birthday coming up Which, by the way, she told me tomorrow night after the show. It is your birthday tomorrow, right? Yeah, she's created a It's your birthday! It's your birthday! Right, (laughs) she said, I've created a little birthday gathering tomorrow Yeah, yeah, that too. So who knows? Maybe maybe she's not trying to break up with me. I'm not sure yet. Let the week play out. All right. right. But I will say this. I will say one thing. You know, you look at Matthew Stafford and his wife. Yeah. I gotta say that when you look at Kelly Stafford, who is I, I literally think of her as being Matthew Stafford's press secretary. you know She's got a podcast that's all about him. She's wearing a jacket that says it's Matthew, not Matt. I don't know of anybody else who has more of a supportive partner in their life, at least publicly speaking hmm. than Kelly Stafford and Matthew Stafford. That is what we all should want from our partners is that sort of support, I think.
4: By the way, did you see that frat Stafford was trending on Twitter for a while?
2: Yeah, it was. Dude, he
1: that was, was hilarious. Funny. He was hilarious today. Seriously. I mean, when he shows up at the podium with a bottle of 1942 tequila, and he's clearly, clearly been drinking for a I while. I mean, but why wouldn't you, wouldn't you be drinking? Yeah, it was great. No, yeah. Listen, anybody who's got any problem with what happened, like if anybody's like, how dare they? I mean, anybody who's that uptight, get over it. You know? Put a shirt on, Aaron Donald. No, don't, dude. Um, if I Please had that don't. body, yeah, I would never put a shirt on, ever. Yeah. This guy, Aaron Donald, oh, my God. What, how a guy, five 5'11", 275 pounds, who has to just eat like like Michael Phelps, like 15,000 calories a day to keep the weight on, how he has gotten that body to be this dominant at that position is just it just adds to why he's the best. But I love the parade
2: today. Did you like it, George? Yeah, it was fun. Of course, parades are always fun. Yeah, this was cool. This was really really cool. I mean, because... you know, I, and the good thing is, I felt like it was efficient, right? Like, you know, I didn't like turn it on like right away. I waited till like they were almost like by the. The Coliseum, and then mm-hmm. I kind of flipped it on, and you know, like I kind of had it on, but not really like paying attention. And then when I realized they were going to start talking, then yeah, so I, I was kind of like half watching like the stuff. I saw the dude throw the beer was um, to Cooper Cup, I think it was. Um, and he was trying to get Stafford's attention initially, but he couldn't. Uh, I mean, he probably wasn't paying attention to be honest. Like he was probably, as you pointed out, like knee deep in tequila or whatever. But I, I thought it was fun. Yeah, like it was cool, and it was great for the city to celebrate. Um, a sports championship because even though we've had a few here it just has been a minute
1: yeah i just thought it was really awesome because look yesterday people were trying to figure it out like it's wednesday 11 a.m noon is when they're going to get to the coliseum what should we expect because you've seen laker celebrations where there's you know like i don't know like a hundred thousand people maybe more yeah and people were, everybody's trying to predict what's going to happen. Is it going to be yeah. well attended? to be a lot of people, not a lot of people. What's it going to look like? I thought the crowd was awesome today. And here's yeah. what I think will happen. What was the name? George, you remember when we were kids, there was a television commercial where, and I don't remember what product it was for, but it was like this. So you go, well, you tell two friends and then you tell two friends and then they tell two friends. You remember that commercial?
2: Sort of.
4: Yes. A vague anyway,
1: the yeah. po- somebody will tweet it to me and remind me of Sounds what like it a
4: pyramid is. Pyramid scheme.
1: No, it, wasn't. it does. It, it probably does. It's like probably Amway. Right. Yeah.
4: But it <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: right. But it was a commercial for something when we were yeah. little kids. And it was the point was if if two people tell two people and then they tell two people and so on and so forth, it multiplies. That's what's going to happen now. I don't know how many people were there today, but let's just say it was fifty thousand people. I'm just making up a number. Yeah. Those people all leave and they tell two friends and they tell two friends and they tell two friends, and before you know it, it multiplies to half a million people. And yeah. that's how a oh I, it's base...
2: Faberge shampoo by Heather Locklear. Really? That's what it says here.
1: Faberge.
2: Yeah.
1: Heather Locklear, huh?
2: Yeah.
1: I'm surprised I don't remember that. That's too that's bad. what Google says. Yeah. Well, point is that you know the the Charger trolls were out today on social media trying to down on the parade. What? what? Yeah. Yeah, trying to down on it. Like, ooh, there were more fans at a Charger draft party. I'm like, good try trying to sell that with your 12 followers, pal. While you they're know?
4: sitting at home watching the parade.
1: Right, exactly.
2: exactly. Um, now, Chris did bring up an interesting point in the open. It really was a bad take now in retrospect to the Stafford thing. Um, Are you worried? Because Kevin Demoff apparently is putting out receipts of people who doubted Matthew Stafford. He just put out one on Rob Parker, who works for Fox Sports, who uh, used like a Detroit guy and like was he called him Stat Padford um, and like Demoff is like tweeting these screenshots. Like, are you afraid that there's some audio or something or like some posting from ESPN Los Angeles with you saying something ridiculous like that?
1: Not really. Not really at all. I, I feel think, like you would
2: enjoy that, too, though. Yeah,
1: like, right. Exactly. Yeah. Like, that's exactly the, the problem is that yeah. if you think you're giving me a hard time, you're just fueling my fire. Right. Look when the season before the season started and when matthew stafford came to the rams yeah there were many of us i'll put myself in my own category here that didn't know we we weren't sure you know does a guy who has great stats on a terrible team does it automatically mean that you put that guy on a good team in a winning environment and this guy can lead a team to a championship and because it was the unknown there were questions, there was skepticism, there was, you know, there was the trying to you know, wait and see how it was going to play itself out. And in the final analysis, which was today, Matthew Stafford was standing there, not with the Lombardi trophy, with a bottle of 1942 tequila, celebrating because he had just done what some of us did not know for sure that he could do. Right. So I'm but happy it for him.
2: T- it was a bad take.
1: It may be. I mean, I guess when you're in the opinion business. It's okay. Business, you're not going to bat yeah. a thousand. No. No, when you're in the opinion business, you know, you get a lot of opinions wrong.
2: Yeah. Um, Being I'm wrong very is acu- actually a good thing sometimes, I think.
1: Yeah. Listen, I'm, I have a high percentage of getting these things wrong, okay? But I got to give it up to Matthew Stafford. I can't. I can't. I'm not one of those guys who's going to continue to knock him. You know, I, I hear Richard Sherman say, oh, he's not this, and he didn't do anything, and he wasn't spectacular, and he's not a Hall of Famer. And then, of course, I hear Kelly Stafford say, "Would you stop talking about the Hall of Fame? My goodness, let the man enjoy his Super Bowl." And I'm with her. So, was it a? So bad... you're
2: basically telling us to shoo away from your bad take because no, want no, no,
1: no keep liberal. you keep coming on the on the bad take. I'm I'm a big boy. He's a big boy. He knows what he said. I know what I said. I, By the I, way, I, so yeah.
2: I, I think we resolved one thing though. Like, it sounds like everybody's coming back, right?
1: Well, now isn't that interesting? We've been talking now, you know, early this week. Couple days, yeah. Yep. Will Will McVeigh come back? Will he not come back? I mean, come, will he go into TV? Does he want yeah. to start a family? Does he Aaron have the Donald, to keep it up? Right? right? Yeah, Aaron, yeah. Right?
2: So McVeigh took the mic from JB Long and Laura. I know we have the sound. He uh, he asked Aaron Donald straight up, like in front of the entire crowd, uh, "Should we run it back? Let's hear that."
1: You want, me, you want me to do my McVay I mean, You impression can do your here? impersonation. You want, you. Do yeah. you want me to do it here? Yeah. I'm really grateful for all these guys, all three sides of the ball offense, defense, special teams, three sides of the ball. I'm really grateful for these guys. Aaron Donald's the greatest, and uh, I love these
2: guys. Hey, AD, should we run it back? How's that? Wasn't terrible. I got to be honest with you. I'm uh, on although it. he's way more horse today than he's ever been. Yeah. So you'd have to even go a little deeper in the horses, hoarseness, horsesness, hoarseness, horsesness. I don't know, either one, um, to to actually nail it, but not terrible. Not terrible. You're pretty terrible at your impersonations. Yeah.
1: Well, listen, I can say this, and I hope Clinton Yates is listening right now. It's better than Clinton Yates is in You should Yates have impression. a Stafford off, is oh, what oh, you're we, saying? No, we had a McVeigh off when you were uh, out I mean, a, a
2: McVeigh off, that's what yeah. I mean, yes.
1: You had, when you were away for two days, down in Dallas, yeah. fixing baskets in, on a basketball court. Yeah. We were having a McVeigh
2: off. Okay, fair enough. Let me hear the sound now. The greatest of all time.
1: There's my sound effect.
5: I bet I've been having a little fun tonight, so if I stir my words, <laughs> I apologize. But <laughs> my man. We I dreamed this for long. We dreamed this for so long, man. So to be living it right now with you guys in L.A. What? <laughs> what? We world champions. This is what it's all about. All that hard work we put into this. All that straining through the all season, through camp, through the se- all the ups and downs. It's for this experience right here. So to be living it right now with you guys, it's a dream come true. I, I dreamed about this for so long. So to be here right now, it's surreal, man. I'm, I'm, I'm so in the moment right now. Like I said, I've been drinking a little bit, so <laughs> so we're having a good time. It's going to be like this for at least the end of the week, so
1: <laughs>
5: we're world champions! Ah! <laughs> world champions! The last team standing. We're the best in the world. That's what it's about, man. Look at this trophy right here. Look at it. This is for you guys. This is for the city of LA. We did it. Special way we, we 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 celebrate with you guys tonight and we're gonna enjoy this man. So I want you guys to enjoy this with us, man. Drink as much as we do tonight and live it up. We world champions. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go.
2: <laughs> well, wait a second. Where was the sound of McVeigh though?
1: It's a good question. It's a very good question.
2: <laughs> I mean that's Aaron Donald talking about like being having fun, but like yeah. I with w- the question about the where McVeigh stole the mic. Yeah, let's hear that. Sean McVay just tapped me on the shoulder. He wanted to know if you were interested
1: in running it back.
5: Run it back! 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 Run it back. Give it up for Aaron Donald. What a stud. Everything. We, we, we built a super team. We can bring a super team back. Why not run it back? We could be yeah. more Yeah!
2: Yeah. So there's your answer, George. So that sounds like they're running it back. Right, that sounds now, like Ireland was, coming. Ireland was skeptical. He said that, or Bergman, one of them I heard who was listening. I, I don't remember. I think it was one of them when I was driving back this, uh, this afternoon. And they, um, you know, one of them was skeptical. Well, I, I think it was Bergman who said it didn't sound like Aaron Donald was all in. Like he just kind of like rolled with Sean. Yeah, I don't right. know if I buy that. I think that's just him being a Raider fan and just not being happy for the Rams. Right. That's just me personally.
1: Listen, I think uh, one thing we can take away today is is that Sean McVay plans to run it back, run it back. And I'm 99, using that exact number for this reason, I'm 99% sure that Aaron Donald's going to want to run it back too.
2: All right, well, listen, should and could the Rams actually run it back is the question. We'll get into that on the other side.
1: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? Was that a trick question?
2: Yeah, uh, spell his spell his name, the artist's name.
1: The T H E right weekend W E E K E N D the weekend.
2: I mean, you're close, but it's not actually how he spells it.
1: Oh, he has a different spelling. Let me guess: W E A K E N D weekend. No, why would
2: he want to be weak? No, no, no. I don't
1: know. I'm just thinking of another way to spell weak.
2: It's the weekend. W T H E obviously. Mm-hmm. W E E K N D no E.
1: Oh hey 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 hey. Whoa hey. No E. I got my yeah. own spin on how to spell the weekend. That's cool. Yeah. I. Thirty two years old. I didn't realize he was so young, man. Wow, yeah, he's very
2: young. Baby. Yeah. Guy's like. Till to be thirty two again.
1: Oh dude, that guy's like right in line to get an NFL head coaching job if he just would for one year. Be like a position coach for the Rams. I can get himself a job in the NFL, like <laughs> Kevin O'Connell did today with the Minnesota Vikings. That's an amazing story.
2: Seriously. Yeah, for sure. Uh, speaking of the Rams, though, and Kevin O'Connell, who's no longer part of the Rams. Um, all right. So he, he, here's the, the ticket to running it back Convince Sean McVay to stay. That seems like a check mark now. Yes? Check.
1: Check. Yeah. Yep, Convince McVay. Aaron
2: Donald to stay. That seems like a check mark, right? Check. Done. All right, how about extend Matthew Stafford's contract?
1: Do you know the details of where they are in the Stafford contract when they traded for him so to get him Matthew from Detroit? So Matthew
2: Stafford, uh, I do as a matter. Oh, of good. That. Good. So Matthew Stafford's contract mm-hmm. runs for one more season, okay? Mm-hmm. So next year, he has a base salary of 22 million, a roster bonus of 10 million, $500,000 workout bonus. Um, for a total of 23 million dollars
1: yeah I would say Matthew Stafford's birthday was what about a week and change ago does anybody remember was he 33 34 34 34 yes so I would I would extend Matthew Stafford now f- like for another three years like a three-year deal
2: right like one- so you basically you 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 want to you you give him 23 28 20- 23 24 25 is what you're saying
1: yeah it's i would like to see him be be signed for like i said three four more years because correct look i mean all these guys george drew Brees, and tom brady and peyton manning and aaron Rodgers. all these guys are playing until they're you know late 30s early 40s
2: right now 17 years for a guy that has that kind of arm um and to your point the way quarterbacks are aging now more than ever only you know it only puts him at um three more years beyond this year would we'll put him at 38 right so that that's that's pretty in line with when most great quarterbacks or hall of fame caliber quarterbacks let's call it have generally retired
1: yeah right i mean even last year or the year before that well and i can say in the last 2 years between Philip Rivers Eli Manning and Ben Roethlisberger all of those guys were drafted in 2004 so they they played, you know, 17, 18, 19 years in the league. So I Correct. I agree. Matthew Stafford
2: yeah. should be extended. Okay. So yeah. fair enough. So that's mm-hmm. a check, right? Okay, well, check. Then you think they, we should check mark yeah. that, right? Mm-hmm. Um then what do you Von Miller resign?
1: I would resign Vaughn Miller. He'd be my top priority.
2: Right. Oh, top priority.
1: Yeah, here's why. Remember the other day we were having this conversation, I was saying to you on Monday, I think it was, I'm not sure that the story has been told of what Vaughn Miller's impact was on this team other than what we saw on the field. Did you happen to see any of the video when the game ended and Aaron Donald and Vaughn Miller are walking together and you can hear Aaron Donald saying to Vaughn Miller, man, thank you. Thank you for for doing this, man. Like what he was saying to him, because and I'm paraphrasing was you asked me to be more vocal. You asked me to be a better leader and I did that because you brought it out in me. Thank you. So think about what Von Miller did for this team. It wasn't just the number of sacks or tackles for a loss or quarterback pressures. He brought something out of Aaron Donald yeah. that no one had brought out of him yet.
2: Right. And become a vocal leader, which is part of the deal, too. Yeah. It's pretty awesome if you think about it. Yeah. So, so
1: other veterans, though, other than than Von Miller.
2: Odell. What do you do with Odell? This Injury, is a tough one. Second time.
1: This is a very, very tough one for me. I want to be loyal. Um, if If Odell Beckham doesn't get hurt in the Super Bowl, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. The fact that he got hurt and it's a knee and it's a second time in the last three years, I'm gonna sign Odell. I'm just gonna do it for a smaller amount of money. And he's I think he'll take it. I think he wants to stay in LA. I think he wants to stay with the team. I think he realizes there's a lot of opportunity off the field for a character like him and i just feel like he'll probably take less. If i can sign him for a reasonable number, i'm keeping him.
2: Okay. Now, what else do they need then beyond those guys? Like they need, outside, from the outside.
1: They need offensive linemen. That's what they need. Whitworth is going to retire, at least that's what he told us a couple weeks ago. And um Corbett is a free agent. And so, you know, and again, maybe they need to sign him too. Point being though, this this team one thing we learned about this team this season they've got to do one thing better than they did and that's run the football and it's not just getting cam Akers back healthy it's it's getting your offensive line together and so they're going to need probably i would guess two new offensive linemen
2: okay i mean that's fair so that's it and then you're good what about a running back? Are you just good running back with like Cam Akers in the group or whatever? Bringing I'm, back Sony Michelle at a small amount or whatever. I am
1: totally good with the running back group. I don't think they need to add to it.
2: Yeah, they have uh, Dara Henderson, I guess, still technically. Yeah, they've, yeah. they've
1: and they've got other guys that you remember they drafted last year that they right, were planning right, right. on going yeah. with that. Yeah. you know, didn't materialize necessarily, but no, those are young kids,
2: and you can always draft a guy. Yeah, right. with you on that. All right. Uh, if, what What about philosophically? Is there anything philosophically they should do different?
1: Well, I mean, listen from a. From a roster-building perspective, we all saw today general manager Les Snead. Did you see his yeah. T-shirt?
2: Yeah, he said, bleep the picks or whatever right. the yeah. shirt said.
1: Don't yeah. need your draft picks. Don't need those first-round draft choices. We'll find yeah. guys in the third, fourth, fifth, sixth he, rounds. And he does.
2: Right. Does it all the time. They have a culture. Uh, whether people want to admit that or not, there is a culture here. The culture is we're going to keep going all in. We're going to We're going to nail our picks in the mid-rounds. Um, and we're going to build cheap labor that way, while filling the roster out that way, and then filling out the rest of the roster with high-end talent. Right. Yeah.
1: And so, so from a, an organizational philosophy standpoint, no, I don't think that they should be obviously doing any kind of changes because my goodness, they just won the Super Bowl. But they do have to replace an offensive coordinator. And listen, Kevin O'Connell wasn't calling
2: the plays. Yeah, I'm not really worried about that part of the.
1: Equation. No, no. I mean, listen they they have they have lost coordinators and position coaches to become head coaches year after year. And each year they have replaced them. And those guys get picked off too.
2: Yeah. I would say run it back, run it back, run it back. Do it, man. Yeah. I like it. All right. Coming up next. Ooh, maybe the Lakers should have ran it back. The Lakers are in disarray. So Brian Windhorst did a podcast with Ramona and Dave McMiniman. And boy, did a lot of stuff come out from that podcast that That dropped yesterday. Um, So we've got a, a laundry list of issues with the Lakers that you may or may not be. Chances are you're not aware of. So we'll get to that coming up in three minutes. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Oh yeah. Love this song. I used to have the 45. It was in in a uh, storage unit that I just recently got rid of last year. I don't think it made the trip. I perhaps may have given it away to somebody.
1: So you were hoarding a an. It LP. just was in a box
2: of stuff, and it yeah. just happened to be that one forty-five happened to be in there. So I'm never going to dance again with that forty-five.
1: Why do we do that to ourselves? Like I'm, I am, I admit it. I'm a hoarder. Okay, yeah. um, I've had storage units with garbage in there, paying for it every month never going there to get anything, never needing anything that's in there, but for some reason can't give it up, you know? Like, I just recently moved, and I realized how many um, boxes I had with my kids' kindergarten, schoolwork, and all through first grade, second grade, and I'm yeah. like, what am I doing? No, but some of that is craft? cute. Like
2: if you put it in like a scrapbook or something, I guess, but not like just randomly out there. Yeah, I know. But the paper is wish- probably completely dissolved. It's turned yellow or oh, whatever. You know, like-
1: right. It looks like the, the U.S. Constitution. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. like 300 years old, this piece of paper. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'm 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 with you, George. I understand that. So did you just purge?
2: Oh, yeah, it was like a, it was months ago.
1: Yeah. Just gave it all away, huh?
2: I either gave it all away or I donated it. Right. Yeah
1: i was trying to purge as i moved and you know my 15 year old daughter said to me dad i want to go to, to coachella my friend and her mom are going and they said i could go with them yeah. i want you to buy me Too a dusty
2: ticket. out there for me these days
1: well i said there i go i'm not buying you a coachella ticket no way man so all this stuff we had in the garage she yeah. started taking pictures and putting it on some app i don't know what it's called yeah. and dude i'm telling you boom 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 she is selling stuff like she got her own business now Told yeah, her, I said, she, "So keep walking around the house. You'll find all kinds of garbage we got here."
2: Yeah, good for her. She's yeah. making money. She's entrepreneurial. I but like uh, yeah, Coachella, I, I'm too old for it. Number one. Uh, but secondly, I yeah, I also like my allergies have gotten way worse as I've gotten older. Hence, being an old fart. Um, <laughs> so like, I can't deal with the dustiness of just being out in the desert like that anymore.
1: Hey,
4: Lindsay, you hear what George is saying? I mean, I'm. I think I'm too old for Coachella too.
1: Oh, you guys are boomers, dude.
4: No, I think Coachella is like a what's it called? a very young crowd yeah uh-huh. it's like it's, yeah it's like that's... the young the young people in the tryhards.
2: oh really yeah and, like yeah. I, I just think there comes an like you know i'm a grown man of two like father of two like i don't need to be a coachella anymore you know nobody mm. needs like to i'll tell you this like i stream so, sometimes i'll stream some of those um concerts and, and festivals and stuff because i want to hear the music but i don't need to actually go there anymore you know what i mean
1: Yeah, I've never been. I've never been to the show. I've never. Oh, I think for
2: for for a show study, like just for the bit, I feel like you should. (laughs) I would go and take your daughter. I would love to go. I would. Yeah, take your daughter. Surprise her. You go. Okay, I will buy you the ticket, but you got to go with me.
4: (laughs) And then she'll be like, "Oh, Dad, I lost you." Right? She'll be like, "No way,
1: no." You know what she'd say to me? She'd say, "No way, boomer," because that's what she would say. Yeah, that's what she would call me.
2: Yeah.
3: Mm, You're embracing it. I like it. Yeah, Yeah.
1: thank you, Laura. Thank you. Now that I understand there's a different meaning from boomer versus baby boomer, now I'm not so offended, so I'm I'm
2: good with it. All right, let's get to this Lakers thing. So the Brian Windhorst podcast, The Hoop Collective, it's an excellent Mm -hmm. podcast. I mean, it's literally on my subscription stuff on Apple Podcasts. So whenever there's a new episode, I listen. And then immediately popped up and it said Ramona and Dave were on it. I was like, oh, I got to listen to this thing. So um, super busy. Obviously, yesterday I did like three shows, including this one yesterday. So I didn't have time to listen. But I listened this morning. And I heard the whole thing, and that's when I sent it to the group, and I said, we should all listen to this because it's going to be good content today. So, I I want it's basically about the Lakers being in disarray and just kind of not doing anything, a trade deadline, and what is the state of the Lakers, yada, 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 yada. So, all three of them are weighing in, but particularly Ramona and Dave are weighing in because they're obviously very tied in and plugged in to the franchise. So, the first thing that stood out to me, guys, was when Ramona was talking about how the Lakers front office said, hey, guys – All this stuff that we did, I mean, you guys made the decision to do this. You guys go make it, go figure it out, basically. Mm -hmm. So let, let me hear the context of what she said, and then we can discuss for a moment.
0: My interpretation was the Lakers organization from ownership on down decided you guys got yourself into this. This is the bed you have made. LeBron, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony, Dwight Howard, all the future Hall of Famers. This is your choice of roster and team. Go make it work. And we are not going to mortgage our future in terms of draft picks and in terms of taking on luxury tax now because this team isn't working yet. Go make it work. And the exact opposite of what LeBron was used to before.
2: Okay. Now, let let me say this. There are two things that stuck out to me. Okay. Number one. You guys did this. Mm-hmm. Go make it work. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, while, yes, I, I would imagine, you know, the, the narrative out there, and, and I think it's a fair one, is that LeBron wanted Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that's unfair. But let's not make this seem, and, and this is not me blaming Ramona at all. Like, Ramona's passing along the information she's receiving. But... Let's not make this seem like LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Rich Paul tied up Rob Palenka to a chair, okay, with a cell phone to his ear. Uh, you know, at you know, gun or knife point or whatever you know, m- whatever uh, you know, weapon you want to use, and forced him to call the Washington Wizards to make a deal for Russell Westbrook. Let's not act like they were not willing participants. They, as in the organization, in this endeavor as well. Like, stop with that.
1: Yeah, that. Listen, I get what you're saying, and and Ramona talked to you and I about this last the other day. Week. It was yeah. Thursday when we were when we were right. there in studio. Yeah. Right. And she, and she definitely said something very similar on our air. Correct. But this notion of looking at LeBron and AD and Russ organizationally and saying, hey, fellas, this is what you guys wanted. And, and to your point, George, maybe Rob Palenka was not, you know, he, maybe he wasn't handcuffed to a chair and they forced him to say, hey, we're ready to make a trade. But they probably were very persuasive call it LeBron and AD, saying, hey, look, Rob, here's what we think. We know Russ. We've played with him in the past in the Olympics. We know his skill set. We know what we need. Trust us. Russell Westbrook will be great with us. And I would guess that they were very persuasive that this okay, is what that, they that's, wanted.
2: That's fine. But don't make it seem like it was only – like." You have to sign off on it. You're the organization, okay? Now, the other thing that stood out to me is the team isn't working, okay? And yes, okay, the team isn't working. But again, like they signed off on the roster beyond Russell Westbrook too. So, okay, I get your point. But I I still feel like that's silly to just blame it on LeBron and AD now. Like it just seems convenient to me.
1: Well, okay but but at least ramona's point is this that the organization and by the was, way that
2: is not ramona's position that is her uh sources position about how the team feels but okay, but so the next
1: people. part of it though is hey look guys this is the team this is the roster you guys wanted okay maybe maybe they did had, they had to have signed off and i get what you're saying but even still guys you wanted this roster We thought maybe it was a little bit older. You guys said no, it was experience. You guys said that won't be an issue. Guys, get in the gym, and between all of you, with all of your experience and all of these Hall of Fame credentials,
2: figure it out. Yeah, Cap, that's easier said than done, dude. Well, of course it is, but that's what the report is, right? Okay, Okay, so I think McMiniman pushed back on that line of thinking, and he made a lot of sense when he said this. Go ahead, play what McMiniman said to Ramona. If we're going to say that this was a gut check moment for the front office and sticking to their guns, where was that gut check moment last summer when the Russell Westbrook trade came up on trade deadline when there was already another trade in Mm -hmm. place for Buddy Heels? Good point. Where where was that that moment now? To me, if you are going to establish that you have this partnership with your stars and your team, then you better stay all in on it. And if the signaling is that they want major changes once again. Why at this moment do you decide not to? Because it, to me, it sounds like because they didn't want to take on more money.
0: That's kind of the word around the league is that the Lakers were making calls. If there was a trade there that made sense, they would do it. But the um, I've heard it described as, you know, maybe half-hearted efforts. So
2: you're telling me, okay, that the Los Angeles Lakers, the team with the second highest valuation in the NBA okay I understand it's a family business I understand they're not the Knicks or or they're actually the third now behind the Warriors because of the Chase Center but the third highest valuation of almost six billion dollars you're going to tell me now it's we're going to be worried about tax implications when you when you brought in LeBron James you made a decision to push the chips to the center of the table sometimes you're going to bust and that means you have to try to fix it after you bust. Like that's that's what you signed up for.
1: I hear what you're saying. And and this was news to me. When I heard this conversation, I went, "Wait a second. So this was about money?" I'm surprised. I see I really like what McMinneman said though, which is wait, you're going to tell LeBron James no now. Hey, you know, you got 30 some odd games to go. And we're not making a move. We're not mortgaging our future. The answer is no, LeBron. This is how I'm hearing what McMiniman is saying. No, LeBron. We're not mortgaging our future so that when you're retired and gone, we're all sitting here like a bunch of jerks because we're terrible again. No, we're not going to be As opposed to being move. terrible right now? They are terrible right now. We know this. So. But, but, well, but, but Ramona's point is you guys go figure it out. So th- that's why when you said the Lakers are in disarray, if everything that is being opined about or reported on here is actually correct and why would we not believe Ramona and McMinniman then it just goes to show you this disarray, um, not just on the floor. That's where it's manifesting itself and playing itself out. But yeah. it's behind the scenes in the communication between Oh well, that that's was clear
2: when McMiniman, uh when when uh, Rob Palinka said that him and AD and LeBron were in concert, and McMiniman had a report like shortly thereafter saying that's totally false. Yeah. So I, I would say that they, we were clear on on that not that long ago. All right, right there's more on this. We'll yeah, have more on more. it. Um, plus, uh, there's a ton more to yep, be honest with you. There is. Um, so we'll we'll, we'll kind of give you more and more doses of it. Plus, I want to get to Cooper Cup, who I thought did something really cool at the parade. All that coming up in a second. We got a.
1: Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
2: I'm not a Captain of Tennille guy, but I mean, I think they're a funny reference for sure.
1: Gotta say happy birthday to uh, Judge Lanceto, 71 years old. I would have thought yeah. if you would have said to me, how old's Judge Lanceto? I would have been like, I don't know, like 100? Only 71. Why 100? I mean, just because when the, when the OJ trial was going on. Right think of this as being what mid-90s 25 years
2: ago 24 25 years ago
1: yeah yeah so like and i looked at back then he he had
2: like jet black hair back then i
1: know but but 25 years ago i looked at him and thought gosh this guy he's a judge of a trial of this magnitude this guy must be 55 60 years old he must be deep into his career turns out judge Lancito was a much younger guy than i realized back then yeah yeah you know happy birthday judge you want to do a sidebar? You guys want to hang out? Do a little sidebar combo?
2: I mean, we could if you'd like. I don't know; it's up to you. I mean, I don't know. Do you rem- I remember where I was during that uh, verdict. Oh, I was in McDonald's man. drive-thru. Oh, really? I pulled over. Like I didn't. I didn't want to get on the road yet. I just. I pulled over to listen to it on the radio.
1: I remember exactly where I was when that verdict was read. I was sitting by myself in my apartment, and when it was over, and everybody said, "You know, not guilty," I was like. I wonder what's going on out on the streets and I looked out on the streets and there was nothing going on. It was just a regular day where I was. Right. Like I thought there was going to be like anarchy, you know, but no, just a regular day. People just in front of their TVs or radios. Remember how many people, like George, you know how many radio stations like turned their their whole broadcast over to just simulcasting the trial because that's how in tune we were with it.
2: Um yeah, I mean I was I was I couldn't stop watching it. I, I know. And, I mean, I've it. seen the 30 for 30 like 6,000 times. Mm-hmm. What
1: was the name of the uh, show they did a few years ago? I think it was on FX. Oh, well, you know, that
2: was The People versus OJ. That's yeah, a different
1: I watched yet. that one, too, and I know a lot of no, people. No, I watched like, that one,
2: too. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't like, watch it 6,000 times. I watched that one once. But,
1: you no, know. but I remember talking to other friends. I was like, yo, you watching this? It's unbelievable. Ramona's no.
2: doing one. Um, yeah, you know, she wrote, you know, she's talked about it. Like, she's... Uh, she she wrote the Donald Sterling thing she did for ESPN. Uh-huh. They are in talks with FX about something like that. Really? Yeah.
1: Hey, good for her. Listen, yeah. that you got this, um, what's the name of this this Lakers docudrama that's coming out? Oh, the one soon?
2: On, on HBO. Yeah, that's going to yeah. be fascinating.
1: I mean, that looks good, too. I, I want like to talk about that.
2: The Lakers, I don't think, want to talk about that, though.
1: Well, I do. When's it start? I don't like you know. I don't know, like I don't guide, know when it starts. You know?
2: But I know I the billboards are all over town and the commercials yeah. are all over the place. I want to so see yeah. it. I want to yeah, see that. Yeah, me too. I'm all in. By the way, this portion of the show is presented by Lyman Health Plan, changing healthcare one person at a time. Caller seven right now wins a Rams championship hat. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. Eight seven 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 ten three seven seven six. Speaking of championship, uh, I thought Cooper Cup wearing a Kobe jersey was kind of cool, and he was asked. I mean, it got kind of came up. I guess JB Long, who did a fantastic job, by the way, great J.B. job, Long, the voice of the Rams, kind of was the MC of today's event. Was asked about the Kobe jersey. Do we have that sound real quick so we can hear what Cooper said? yeah let me hear
5: it i'm standing here in this city that knows nothing but championships we're out here celebrating this championship kobe's a part of this this is he belongs here i'll tell you what he set the standard all i know
2: get back to work let's run it back yeah yeah I mean, you uh, did set the standard in a lot of ways. I mean, Magic and those guys, too. But, you know what I mean? Like, they're all part of that legacy that set the standard of.
1: Uh, right. But here, these I mean. guys right now, George, these guys who are. They love Kobe. Right of now, course, they're right. Kobe guys. Yeah. They're, they're in their mid to late 20s. And Kobe yeah. Bryant was the guy that they all looked up to. And just on a complete side yeah, note to all of, of this, yeah. you know, today, while this parade was going on, I don't know if anybody noticed this or not, but there was one Ram who was not there at the parade today. Now, there may have been others, but I know this one in particular was Eric Weddle. And um I talked to Eric Weddle today for an hour on my podcast. And it's it's I mean, we go deep, deep, deep into what happened over the last five, six weeks in his life. But I did ask him, I said, how did that chance meeting happen with you and Kobe Bryant that he talked about? And he explained the whole story to me about how he'd come up to the Staples Center, was there specifically to meet Kobe, was told Kobe wasn't gonna be playing that night and thought it was gonna be all blown up, but in street clothes, he hooked up with Kobe. Um Kobe knew all who he was, knew about his issues and gave him all this advice, and I mean, it was just a fascinating interview that I had with Eric Weddle today. It's on my podcast, if anybody cares, but I thought it was interesting that here you have this parade. It's a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity because he's going back into retirement, and the dude went home. He went home to his family because he'd been living in a hotel for the last six weeks, didn't have any clothes with him, whatever, and he wasn't there for the parade today, so I thought that was pretty interesting.
2: Yeah, I thought it was awesome. Yeah, I mean, I thought the whole festivities were pretty cool, man. Like, I don't think there's any question. Um, but speaking of Kobe, um, we were just talking about the podcast that Windhorse did with Ramona and Mac- McMiniman. Um, and Kobe kind of came up in this whole LeBron thing, right? Like, how the, it, it seems fairly obvious, right, after what we've heard and what we've been discussing here over the last couple of days, that the organization and its stars are not aligned. Is that fair to say?
1: I think that's completely fair to say. And it also goes back to what McMiniman said, which we played in the last segment for anybody that missed it, which is it seemed like the Lakers said no to LeBron James. And as Winhorse points out, LeBron James is not accustomed to hearing no.
2: Right. Right. No, that's fair. Because if you're in the LeBron James business, you're in the business of going all in. Right um, now. So yep. R- Ramona brought up Kobe, though. Because uh, obviously that situation has occurred here with him many, 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 many years ago. Here, here's how that conversation went. If we're going to say that this was a gut check moment. Yeah, it's a, it's a Ramona sound. with.
0: Look, Kobe Bryant wanted out too, and they said no. Yeah, I mean, they have done this organization. Like but Kobe
1: don't... was under a long-term... Kobe was stuck Same in the middle thing? of a contract. He was yeah. in the
0: middle of a contract, and Dr. Buss said, I'm sorry... We looked around. We cannot get value for you. You're just going to have to suck it up. I'll give you my word. We'll do what it takes to to build a championship around them. And, you know, not so much longer. They go trade for Pau Gasol. And I think that's kind of where organizationally they are. They're like, I'm sorry, we can't, you know, you just have to make it work for now. We're going to try to fix this later. With all due respect to everybody, and I'm honest, that was with Dr. Jerry at the helm. I mean, I, I just don't know if the I mean, everybody likes and respects Jeannie, but that was, that it's just, it's different. Hmm.
2: Uh, he's right. And that's not, I'm not trying to be disrespectful to Genie. bus was, you know, a pioneer as like the f- first woman owner, all that stuff. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not disputing all that, but it is different. And I would also add, and McMiniman added this as well uh, during that podcast, because I was immediately thinking completely different time, right? Like, you know, you're talking about mid 2000s. Like, I remember that video. Like, this is like the dawn of camera phones. And Kobe's in some strip mall, and some kid is asking about, Hey, man, they don't want to trade Andrew Bynum for Jason Kidd. Don't you want to do this? He's like, Of course, I bleeping want to trade Andrew Bynum for Jason Kidd. And and the other part of it is the luxury tax was completely different. Like, the whole economic system was completely different in the NBA back then. Um, it's far more punitive now. Um, so I just think all the. the there's way. Like,. That to me that Kobe thing doesn't hold water for that but here's what the ultimate reason why the Kobe thing doesn't hold water you know because Kobe Bryant was was here the whole time LeBron James and Kobe Bryant are not the same person clearly um so they can have different sensibilities and one had an a, more way more obviously for obvious reasons an allegiance to this franchise than the other
1: yeah but the common denominator here is. The word no. Kobe was told no by Dr. Buss back then. No, we're not letting you out. No, we're not going to accommodate your request. You're too good. You're too much a part of what we do. And we'll work to build a better team for you, Kobe. You're not going anywhere. The answer is no. And the same goes for today with LeBron. LeBron, who publicly before the trade deadline talked about wanting to get better and having to make moves. And... According to the reporting, the Lakers organizationally said to LeBron, no, we're not going to mortgage the future when we don't necessarily think we can win a championship this year. Whatever we have to do, we'll do in the offseason. So the answer in the short term, LeBron, is no. And that's the common denominator between those two storylines is that superstar players were actually told no.
2: Right, but there's also another big difference here, Cap is telling them no is fine and it sounds like you're in on that what I would also say is that Kobe Bryant was 29 years old still in his prime mm-hmm. LeBron James is 37 there needs to be a completely different sense of urgency here
1: I think that's a fair point I, I do and it goes back to what McMiniman said though earlier in, in in this podcast which is you know where was the organization's resolve to say no to LeBron when they could have had Buddy healed and and that probably was a better basketball fit. Why didn't anybody have the courage back then to say Correct. No?
2: Correct. Why if you're gonna stand up now, I mean this to me is, is 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 silly. Now, this is just like a sliver of the issue. Wait till you hear in the next segment what Ramona says about the future of this Lakers roster. All right, we'll get to that in three minutes, plus what you need to know. Seven ten ESPN. What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Laura, what do you got?
3: So this one is really for Morales. I know that this is going to make him really happy. Him and I have been very critical on social media about how 24-hour fitness was not 24 hours. Even when they were said that they were going to be 24 hours. But starting March 7th. you saying
2: like pre-pandemic? They, or no, no, no.
3: no, Post-pandemic. But then I started going and they were like, oh, we're going to extend our hours. And they never did. It were closed like at 9 p.m. I'm like, dude, I like to work out at 1, 2 in the morning, but neither no here, no there. Yeah. Starting March 7th, they are going to start opening up most of their gyms from New York all the way to LA, mm-hmm. 24 hours, 7 days a week. So yeah. I know Morales said that he used to go to the gym around 3 in the morning, you know, before he waked, uh, had to come to work. So this one's really for him. Sedano. I know you said you're done with gyms. Nah, I've already yeah, kind of built like, out my own thing. Yeah. Right. And then Cap doesn't step foot in a gym, so you know. Right. Yeah. There's that, but if you guys have 24 hour fitness and we're kind of upset like Morales and I, they will be opening their gyms come March 7th, 24 seven. So let me. When
2: was last time you were in a gym?
1: Pre pandemic. Once the pandemic hit, I I froze my gym membership, and I I'm kind of like you, George. I promised I'd never go back. You know, I, in fact, I bought like a weight bench and I bought dumbbells and I bought yeah. like flooring and I'm like, yep. I got my own gym. I don't need to ever yeah. go back to the gym. Yeah. But I'll I tell the you, same
2: thing. I put it in the garage,
1: but I'll tell you this. Yeah. Um, I've actually been jonesing to go back to the gym because what I find is, is that when I go to the gym, I actually, you know, you get up, you have a cup of coffee, you leave, you go, it gives you something to do, somewhere to go, someplace to be. I find that I work out better so, when I'm in the gym.
2: So see, I, gave I, up I look on at it. Completely the opposite way. I don't have to waste time getting in the car. I don't. I can just literally do it whenever I want because it's right there. Like whatever I need is going to be in the garage, and then yeah, like I don't have to wait for anything. Like you know, when I'm there, if someone else is using something I want to use, it's just oh, I don't miss it at all.
1: Oh, I miss the energy mm-hmm. of the gym. I do. I, I miss the energy of like seeing people. You know, when you work out. At okay, the same there we time go. That's day. what it is. You want to see people. <laughs> no, he like, wants to you, be
4: seen. You, no 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 when you when you go to the no
2: gym right every that's day, a good point Lindsay. do you believe he wants to be seen or do he wants to see people or a combination of thereof
4: well i better be careful about what i say because we all know that you know i'm not cap's favorite person lately after i called him a boomer so i'm just gonna you know be like you know cap whatever, whatever you say is the truth that's that's what we'll go with here well wow. there
1: were a lot of boomers at the gym that i was going to <laughs> and yep. were I'm they, they as saying,
4: offended as you when they were called that
1: no because they, nobody called them that they just oh, didn't and they're just calling no, them that so they, that's no, right they they, they didn't know they were boomers and i didn't know they were boomers until you that's educated rich. me earlier in the week you didn't know you were a boomer that's, that's my point
2: but but <laughs> hashtag I, okay boomer
1: but i really think in the last couple of weeks in particular like post omicron i feel like i really want to go back to the gym and not just work out in my house anymore which but listen i don't know about everybody else but i bought all my gym equipment with really great intentions and it hasn't really gone as well as i'd hoped you know like i'm not using it quite the way i anticipated Mm -hmm. that i would so you spent all that money for nothing now now listen my peloton i'm on that thing every day club bangers 45 minutes hip-hop rides i'm in but the gym equipment doesn't get as much use as i thought it was going to and i feel like i kind of want to go back to the gym this is good news
2: I mean, I guess if you want Mm -hmm. to, that's fine. All right, that is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. All right, so we spent a lot of time either talking about the parade today or talking about this Lakers in disarray that this podcast Windhorse did with Ramona and McMiniman. And here's the deal, okay? We've already kind of laid out the potential differences, right? Like the battle lines, for lack of a better phrase, are being drawn, right? Lines in the sand. Let's not call them battle lines. Lines in the sand, like... Uh, the franchise is distancing themselves from this Russell Westbrook thing, putting it on the players as if they were the, not in concert here in some way, shape, or form. Because I find it funny that Rob Palinka loves to talk about how he does things in concert with AD and LeBron until he gets called out on it. And by the way, we haven't heard about that since. Um, and now these this reporting is being put out there like, hey, you guys did this, go fix it. Like they had nothing to do with it. I just think it's weird. It's just me.
1: Now, do you think, but let me ask you something. Do you feel like Rob Palenka went to LeBron and said, hey, I have an idea. What would you think about Russell Westbrook or no? you think
2: it went the other Keflin, way? But How about you have, listen, if you're going to draw the line somewhere, why didn't you draw the line there and say, I'm the general manager's team. We do this together. I'm telling you right now, I think this is a bad idea. If he really thought it was a bad idea. Because, why didn't he speak up then in that be, regard?
1: Be, because here's why, and I because
2: ultimately I just, he needs
1: to make the calls to do I, this I, stuff. I, I'm giving you my what I think is the deal, which okay. is, first of all, and then we talked about this just a little bit ago. A guy like LeBron James is not accustomed to hearing the word no. That's okay, but one. he
2: has been told no before. There's that yeah. that like I know he's not accustomed to it, but he has been told that. Who at the Lakers has ever told LeBron no? And I don't know about the Lakers. I'm just telling you, in Cleveland and in Miami, there have been people that have said no to him.
1: Well, about not not with the Lakers. And you want to know the difference between the Lakers and the Heat in particular is that when LeBron went to the Heat, he went there to join their championship caliber team, and he went there as a player. When LeBron came to the Lakers, he didn't come as a player exclusively. He came as a business partner. So instead of saying no to a player, hey, good idea, thanks. Um, you know, we'll consider it, but no, thanks. They listen to LeBron because LeBron is an overwhelming personality and brand, and okay, a business I get it. partner.
2: But then don't just draw the line now. Like either you're in it all the way or you're not, right? Like that's the reality of this. You can't half-ass stuff. Well, that's what, what i But that's what
1: McMinimum was saying, which was, look, what they should have done. Is they should have said to him, you know, six months earlier? Correct. No, we're going to go get we're going to go get a buddy healed who we think is a better fit. Not keep some of our
2: guys and keep some roster flexibility, and then make a deal if we need to later. Yep. Okay. So, but by the way, if you think that this can't get any worse, it's something that we've discussed obviously around here. Like we keep saying, it can't get worse, and well, you know, things are happening that maybe could make it worse. All right. So, Ramona. Let me ask you this question. What about next season? What does this roster look like, particularly Russell Westbrook?
0: I think the Lakers are not ready to pull the ripcord on that Russell Westbrook experiment. I think they feel like the team, the coach, the coaching staff, everything has not done enough to say this this isn't going to work. I think they just feel like, You can't keep changing all the time. Like, let's not make a change just to make a change. Let's make a change when we know it's going to make us a lot better. And I've even, Brian, heard, you know, this this phrasing of, like, this is probably going to be the roster next year, too. Okay, there's no way
2: this can be the roster next year. I'm telling you, if they do that, you are – this isn't going to work next year either. Like, you can't – look – I, before the season, remember I told you I think they can win a championship. I think Russ will acquiesce. I think Russ will change his game. I think Russ can play the Dwayne Wade role. Eight games into the season, I came on this show, you and I do, and I said I have made a huge mistake. This is not going to work. It is not going to be. An, it's going to be a huge issue. This team is going to be a bottom third defensive team and a middle of the pack team offensively, and that's exactly what they are. Okay, I was called an alarmist after eight games, and I'm telling you, you can't put a square peg in a round hole. I never thought I'd see the day of a player that can't coalesce and work with LeBron on the floor. I have found him. His name is Russell Westbrook. It it doesn't mean that Russell Westbrook can't go to a different situation and be successful. But that situation needs to be catered around Russell Westbrook in a similar fashion to the way it was perhaps with Allen Iverson during his career. Where the rest of the guys just fit around what Russ is best at doing. And he's not a guy that fits into what other people are doing. We have now seen this multiple times, whether yeah. it was James Harden or whether it was in Washington and now here. That doesn't work with him. But Ramona may be right. That's,
1: but that's the thing you got to prepare yourself for, and I don't mean you, I mean everybody. No, I'm no. telling them if they're listening right now, this is a terrible idea. But it, but it, you may be stuck because let me ask you something. Who around the NBA is going to think to themselves, you know... He's an expiring
2: contract. Somebody might do it.
1: Might, but not guaranteed. I mean, it's a couple things at work here. One, do I want to pay Russell Westbrook $47 million? Two, what am I going to get in terms of wins and losses for that $47 million? And three, do I want to help the Lakers dig out of this hole that they built themselves into? The
2: only other option, then, is you trade Anthony Davis because he has the most value, perhaps.
1: And that, in theory, could be something that upstairs now that you mentioned battle lines now that it's we're management and we're going to be here long after you guys versus short term what you guys want to try and win now we'd all love to win now but we're not going to mortgage what's going to happen five six seven years from now just for you guys and once those battle lines are drawn it is conceivable that upstairs they're saying to themselves you know um what do we have here what what bargaining chip do we have anthony davis okay that's what we got We need to get four or five guys for Anthony Davis. And they they may have to do that because Ramona might be right. This could be the roster, or at least these three guys could be together again next year. And when you say it, it can't work, here's the one thing I would say to you. LeBron should look at that parade today, and LeBron should be thinking to himself, Guys, the season's not over yet. Everybody has us dead and buried. It's not over yet. Can we fix it and figure it out in the next 25 games?
2: No. No. Well,
1: can't. you'll have to excuse me for being the ultimate optimist here, George Sedano.
2: They can't. They're not fixing this. They're not this this doesn't work, man. This isn't LeBron James when he was even two years ago. He's 37 years old, man. But but look how he's playing. I understand. You're looking at his offense. His defense is where I'm focusing on where he can't summon single-handedly winning the game every night anymore because he can't do it on defense the same exact way because he's 37 years old. Of course he can't. He could can be fine on defense, but he's he can't he's not going to be the LeBron we saw 2 years ago after multiple injuries. Like that's not it's not even like, plausible to ask that of him, to say every night, LeBron, do it on both ends of the floor, man, at 37. That's not even reasonable. So I'm not saying it to, like, diss him. I'm saying it because it's not reasonable. Like, he's saving – you should have him be saving himself on defense for the playoffs, where then it's like do or die. Like, I get that. But in the regular season, there was no way that there, there should be that kind of emphasis on him.
1: just want to make sure I'm clear on what you're saying here, George. So now it's no longer
2: really Russ who's no
1: good and can't play no, defense. No,
2: Kaplan, what I'm saying is don't do don't don't put me in a corner and saying something I'm not saying. No, I'm trying I'm, to analyze. It. I'm trying to understand. No, it. I'm I'm te- just listen to what I just said. Bro. I'm looking for morsels here. I'm looking. No, no, I'm te- there's no morsels. No I'm morsel. telling you. No morsel. I'm telling you. LeBron James has been fantastic. But you're asking him to play two ways At 37 years old, in the dog days of February. Like, that can't be what you ask of him at this stage of his career. Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You can't reasonably ask him to do that. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I let would, me ask you a question. I would, I do you any other, know any other? Third, like, like, I'll tell you this. Go, I mean, you can go back. I mean, you can watch it on YouTube. But go back and see if Kareem was playing the same defense at 37 years old when he had magic on his team. It wasn't the same. He was still putting up numbers, though. Because that's just a natural evolution of age. But in the playoffs, Kareem could muster it up. And I would imagine LeBron can do the same, but night in and night out, that's not fair to ask him to do that because it's unfair to ask anyone at that age to do that.
1: Yeah, but this is gets back to Ramona's point, which was it is conceivable that you could be looking at this exact same roster or most of it. Certainly then you are asking for guys. a
2: disaster next year too.
1: Well, that could
2: happen. All right. Well, we got to go to Radio Tinder, and you have a live read. I do. Oh, no, actually, I do. It's Valvoline, says me. Oh, all right. My bad. My B. That's your line, my B. My line. Stole it. I know you do. It's fun, isn't it? It It feels good to say my B, doesn't it? Not really. It felt really... I like It felt really... Like, shmarmy is the way I will describe (laughs) it. For lack of a better phrase. I was going to say something else, but it could get us in trouble. All right, Linz, what do you got?
4: Alright, so I don't know if you guys saw this news today, but it appears that Aaron Rodgers and his girlfriend, or fiancé actually, actress Shailene Woodley, are headed for Splitsville. According to TMZ and In Touch Weekly, Woodley broke up with Rodgers because she felt that he put football first and they were barely spending any time together. Apparently, she also felt that he neglected their relationship and neither of them were happy, so I guess they just split amicably. So, I want to ask you guys, if a woman that you deeply, deeply loved, like so much that you were engaged, had an issue with your career taking away from time with them, would you decide to go your separate ways? Swipe left or swipe right? Sit so it.
2: she had an issue with him about the career?
4: Yes. She felt neglected.
2: Oh my goodness. And But he also felt what?
4: He didn't feel anything. He just decided to amic- amicably split with her. Oh. It so was he all her. Like, yeah, yeah. she she dumped him because she said you don't have enough time for me because of football. I mean, there's nothing
2: wrong with that if she doesn't feel like he's she's, he's got enough time for. It, that's her right to feel that way. Like, you should feel good in a relationship, you know?
1: I guess she didn't know who he was. I mean, I guess you know, she's like, who are you exactly?
2: I mean, so wait, she's pretty. She's more famous than him, dude. Like, stop. Mm,
4: I don't know. I don't think I she get out of here. I don't I just, she is. People I don't around she the is. world know who she is. Who they is don't she? know. I don't think she's she's that famous of an actress. No,
2: she has been in some pretty big movies, dude. Yes,
4: Mm -hmm. but I feel like by name alone, like I don't know. I feel like Aaron Rodgers is more recognizable than her.
2: No, you guys are adding this like only like American sensibilities. You put her anywhere in the globe, and people know her because of her movies. I I really don't even know who she is. Like, what is her name? Shailene Woodley. (sighs) I have no idea. Yeah, but you're not the barometer for this at all. Got
1: it? That's fine. But I mean, like, she's not Julia Roberts. You know, not right. jennifer thanks aniston. for mentioning someone who
2: started making movies 35 years ago <laughs>
4: well, <laughs> hey, well, boomer.
2: oh yeah that
1: does make me a boomer doesn't it um shane jennifer aniston
4: okay also mm.
2: someone who started working you know 25 years ago thank
4: you i mean you're probably right from like the global aspect sedano so i guess like Internationally, I don't know, like how, like I, I know her from uh, um, Big Little Lies oh, on really? HBO. That's what I know her from. I know right. her from. She uh, was in the
2: Descendants movie with Clooney, which is a mm-hmm. huge movie. She had a huge role in that movie. That the was, like, American one of her
3: first movies, American you teen know?
1: something that was like right. back, she was back in, a in the Spider
2: Man day. movie. Like no, she I, was like see, she's been in like big movies. movies. Well, like it's yep. not like she's been in like small movies.
1: Look, I don't know. All I know is this that that to be in a relationship with someone who's an NFL football player. I mean, there are unfortunate sacrifices that you have to make. But if you're a big movie star and you have all this freedom and flexibility in your life and he's got a job that he's got to do from, you know, August all the way until January. And you're like, I want to go on vacation. I want to go out to dinner. I don't want to be in Green Bay. You know what? This relationship sucks. You know, you're busy all the damn time. Certainly, her right. Just surprising that uh, she didn't realize what she was getting herself into. Of
4: course, it's her right. But I will say she didn't know anything about like football, like pro football, the NFL. Like she was not She's a fan not a sports of sports, yeah, whatsoever. So I don't think she realized like the time commitment that goes into it. But my question was more so for you guys. Like if you were in her position. Or, like, if you were if – let's say you guys were engaged to someone that you love and you want to marry and spend the rest of your life with, and they were like, I feel neglected. You don't spend enough time with me. Would you try and make it work, or would you just be like, no, like, this is my life, period. Deal with it, I or mean, bye. I,
2: I mean, it seems fairly I – mean, I don't know the, the interworkings of their relationship, but if that is indeed how it played out, that seems kind of cold and callous, but okay.
1: My you answer know. is, um, hey, look, I'm not going to change what I do career-wise – just to accommodate this relationship. I mean, what is Aaron Rodgers? I mean, I guess he could retire. I'll tell you one thing he should do now that they're broken up. He should get his hair cut.
4: Okay. Next one, since we don't have a lot of time. Virgin Galactic has reopened their extraterrestrial tourism trip to customers. The tickets are going to cost $450,000 for the 90-minute trip to space. The company, which prides itself as the world's first commercial space line, announced that tickets are going to go on sale this Friday and you'll have to pay one hundred fifty dollars deposit. Uh, they already sold tickets to these once before, but that flight has still not even been planned. If you had a few million in the bank, would you pay to take this trip to space? Swipe left or swipe right, Sedano?
2: No, I'm out. Swipe left. I'm out. No space for me. I'm good here on the earth.
4: Like yeah, I'm, I'm also out on this. I have no
1: interest in it at all. Not taking the risk on the deal. No thanks.
2: All right, we got one more? Oh, we done. Oh, we're done. We got the Sliwa and Michael extravaganza coming up.
1: We got Laker basketball back finally. Yeah.
2: Chances are they won't be talking about the stuff we talked about for the last hour and a half.
1: (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) Probably not.
2: But they'll be talking about a Utah Jazz game, which is pretty awesome. I think it's going to be a fun game. So make sure you tune in for that. Tune in to Michael and Sliwa. Uh, They're coming up next. Great job, Kaplan.
1: Great job. This is fun today.
2: Quickie. Great job, Lindsay and Laura. We will talk to you mañana.